But <laughs> she even when she looks like she's been like roughed up going on a governor tour and like her hair was all over the place and just this simple beige dress, I was still very much attracted to Gather. I don't know what it is. That is not even usually my type. And I am just I was just very much attracted to her. She went to yelling in this movie and I was like, yeah, that's right. You may fire when ready. What exactly is it that they do? Welcome to the podcast that gives you a fresh perspective on movies, comics, and pop culture. We aren't afraid to give you an honest take and won't pull any punches. This is Films in Black and White. Welcome to Films of Black and White, everybody. Me, 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 me. We are here. I'm so happy to be with you all. My name is Doug Wagner, still big in the Czech Republic. Um, <laughs> hope all of you are doing well wherever you are. Uh, welcome to season four. We made it. We're here. We made it to the other side of the mountain with season four. So, um, so just a big shout out to anybody who might be joining us on our live stream for the first time this week. Um, we're excited again that you're here. It's going to be available to you every week now because we've shifted some things around uh, when it comes to Patreon-wise. We'll be touching more on that uh, toward the end of the pod, but um, we're excited that you all are joining us. Also, big spoiler warning for Glass Onion. We're going to talk about yes. that this week. Um, so if you have not seen it, uh, we are going to do some show note uh, timestamps um, that'll be in the show notes. So if you need to stop and pick us back up whenever you see the movie, go ahead and do that. Um, also, be sure to follow us on our socials. Obviously, you can see this live stream on Facebook and on Twitter. Um, yeah. And, but we are also on TikTok at Films in Black and White, uh, as well as Instagram at Films in Black and White. So wherever you find us, that is where we will be. But we need to do this well. We need to do it right. And so I need to make sure everybody is thoroughly involved and introed and welcomed. So I'm going to kick it on over to Benoit Rausch or Benoit Rausch. I don't know. If it's, it's Benoit. Jesus ben Christ. Benoit. Benoit. Benoit, uh, ben ben Benoit Rausch. Uh, Brian Rausch, how are you feeling? Uh, I, I'm, you know what? I'll be honest. I'm a little fatigued, but I'm getting re-energized being here. It was a busy day. This is like the first full week back, like in the office for my day job. So like everybody's like, oh, I'm, I'm back. And all those things we talked about in December that we do in January. Well, look at the clock. It's January. So basically yep. picking up all those pieces and, uh, and and getting it together. It's weird, though, because I'm going on vacation again in like two weeks. So it's like yeah. all of this matters. And then like, I know it's like, well, not, I mean, I'm, I'm gone in like two weeks. So then I don't have to worry about it in February. So anyway, uh, just feeling good. Happy to be here. We didn't pod for two weeks, which no. threw off my game. So yeah. I'm just happy to be here. Yeah, I felt I felt I felt like, you know, like when your significant others out of town and your bed feels Aww. weird by yourself. That's <laughs> that's the overall feeling right. I had. So I overall? missed you in bed too. These oh, wow. past two weeks. It's, I'm it's, not a good cuddler. So you bed, probably got yes, more sleep. Yes, yeah, um, I'm terrible at cuddling. It starts as cuddling and it ends as something else. It 
It might. Um, gentlemen also need to invite Marcus. <laughs> Brian. F- I'm going to hold Brian, on. Why are you acting like that? You have four kids. I don't I just want to, I, I just want to say, <laughs> Look, you, you have three kids. It's true. We, <laughs> we all know how this is. Doug has two kids. I need to, I, I need to officially, uh, it felt, it felt empty for Roman. Who's uh, one of our Patreon oh, members, but what, Rome. Oh, empty yes. for Roman too. Rome. Oh, we love you, Roman. We love you, um, Roman. Yeah. Uh well I need to welcome Marcus season foe Destin to the pod as well. I assume that that's how you're supposed to read it. If I didn't read it right, please let me know. Oh, uh, solid. It's gonna be awkward if you didn't read it right because then that just you know yeah, uh, what was this calling me in the middle of the podcast? It's season foe. Season we are five. here, we are black, we are white. Yeah, that's all I got. I mean, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. it did feel weird though. It's just it's just very that's, strange not to pot. Yeah. Especially when you've been watching hella movies and you just want to talk about podcasting, but seriously, that's what we got this for. Yeah, absolutely. Um, gentlemen, it has been a few weeks. So for our listeners, what have you all and watchers of this live stream, what have you all been getting into over these past few weeks, whether that's reading, watching, whatever, what are some highlights from the break in terms of what you watched and anybody? I don't know. I, I watched the menu last night and that was really, really good. That was like a sleeper yes. movie for me. Okay. Um, Cause I've been seeing a lot about it on like TikTok. Yes. People been talking about yeah. it on TikTok. It, that's really where I've been seeing it. And you know, you, you kind of get weird cause people can hype up a good movie, especially if you see a lot of good actors in it and you'd be like, is this like yep. a, a, a overcasting to make the movie look good? But that movie was actually yep. really good. So I did watch the menu on HBO Max and then I'm rewatching Brooklyn Nine-Nine again for the second that's time. Right. And and I'm it feels like I'm watching it again for the first time. So that's right kind of been my highlight right now. I'm also watching a, a reading a book called um, Emergent Leadership. And nice. uh, that's 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 a pretty good read. That's nice. fantastic. I love it when a show can make you feel like that, by the way, like that no matter how many times you watch it, yeah. you're still yeah. watching it for the it's first such time. It's a classic show. It's, so, it's, it's just a very good show. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Brian? Yes. Uh, I've done a little bit of everything uh, okay. over the break. We watched, we watched Glass Onion, a Knives Out story, which we're going to we talk did. about uh, later in the episode. We uh, also watched Bullet Train, which... I was hesitant about, but Maggie was like, you know what? Like, this seems like your kind of thing. I was like, I know, but like the previews just didn't, I don't know. I watched it and it was good, uh, which surprised me. And I feel like they marketed it terribly, by the way. Like whoever marketed it, I I just, it's it's actually like a mystery. And they didn't, they made it just seem more of like, hey, this is an action movie on a train. It's like Die Hard on a train, which they already did, but (laughs) Anyway, I was like, why did you market it like this? Like, Brad Pitt is barely the main character. Like, just barely. Anyway, Bullet Train on Netflix is a gem. Like, that's totally worth your subscription. Brian, Um, you are 100% correct. They did a awful job. They they really did. It was an awful job. Like, that that is such a better movie than what the what the trailer gave it credit for like and i yeah. knew that i would like it within and i'm not giving anything away they do this sequence um where they count how many people got killed on like an yes. initial heist yeah they, they did that count i was like fuck that i like yep. like this is awesome like it gave mm-hmm. me um like it gave me like lock stock and two smoking barrels vibes like a hundred percent yes and it it is way like if you like knives out by the way 
bullet train might be your thing. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. It has yeah. the same vibe of like, here's this giant cast of characters and you got to figure out what's going on. Yeah. And then suddenly a big name shows up and you're like, it's it, well, what? Like what's yeah. happening it's here? Odd. I don't. I was kind of surprised that. I was surprised yeah, they had Bad Bunny in there, which was like very yes. interesting when I seen his casting in the trailer. And yes. you because you just never know with these right. these uh artists go yeah. movies, you just never know what that transition, but he you know he did pretty well. Yeah, he did. No, he, he did, did awesome. I really yeah. liked his performance. I'm not yeah. gonna go into spoilers since this isn't the spoiler pod for it, but That's anyway, fine. go check it out if you like yeah, knives out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all, we're we're finishing up what we do in the shadows season four. I'm up to date now in Abbott Elementary, which I think is oh, it yeah. might be the best sitcom on right now. I I, 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 feel pretty I would have that I, discussion. I don't think there would be a lot. I'm not going to fight you on that. Like I've seen only a handful of episodes, and just on based on what I've seen, I'm not going to fight you on that at all. I mean, it just it really. What else is I, on? I guess that would be my question. Is, is there anything else? I don't know what else is on. Call me cat. That's how good it is. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, but I don't know. It's a show that gets it, and maybe I'm the target demographic for it. But I mean, it's it just gets it. Uh, yeah. And then lastly, uh, I uh, let's see what else am I doing here? Oh. Uh, I, I finished reading the first three Dune books. I'm not going to read any more of them. Uh, okay. That was is there more an experience? Oh my gosh, like Marcus! I found them, out there's there? like six. There's oh. six big books, and then there's like chapter books. There's two. Going. Yeah, there's two like good. offshoots. Like it's weird. Yeah. And I talked to a friend of the podcast, Chris Schultons, and I was like, "Hey, man, up, like third book." It got weird. Like, and I'm into sci-fi stuff. Like, I'm totally cool with like talking raccoons or like trees that are actually universes. And like I got to the end of this book and I was like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm reading. And I was like, does it get better? Like, does it get more succinct or does it? And he's like, No, it's just you're on the way to hell now. Like you're just oh, going wow. to hell. And I was <laughs> like, right. well, well, this is where I go. Up, then, huh? Yeah, I'm going to go awesome. I'm going to go somewhere else. So now I'm reading Mistborn by Brandon Sanderson. So anyway, that was that was my break in a nutshell of watching and reading. You two sound like you had such wholesome breaks. And I <laughs> it's not that, break I did, you it's not that I didn't well, have a wholesome break. Tell us about your break, Doug. OK, first off, I had to dodge winter storms like a motherfucker. Like and I yeah. am yeah. beyond yeah. it was it was like. I don't even have a good analogy. It was like I was playing Frogger with winter storms. Like, like oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move it up a little bit. Oh, now we got to gotta shift the route a little bit. Oh, yeah. now we got to move back. Like, and I just, I was beyond over it. Um, I said when it was minus 60 in North Dakota where I was for Christmas, I said out loud, I hate the choice I've made with my life. Like, it just, it was, I just hated it so much. If like, you're joining us from North Dakota, make sure to drop in the chat. Yeah, please. Yeah, let us know where you're coming from. If you're coming from North Dakota, evaluate your choices because I did. Like, it, that's what it did. And then also, I, um, I drank a lot of old fashions over the break. Um, I like that. Just, so I use this as an opportunity to just really put my feet up and coast and relax. Nice. Um, I also read a lot of comic books, which I'm very Ooh. excited to report on. Um, so I'm excited for a segment later, uh, Bagged and Boarded, which is a new segment. So I'm excited to talk through some of the things that I read. Um, so I read a lot of that. As far as watching, 
I was kind of bad about watching. I didn't take a whole lot of risks beyond bullet train and watch anything like super new. <laughs> yep. um, I really just went back to old stuff. Um, so one of the things I went back to is we're rewatching community. So I know that feeling Marcus talks about when he's like, Hey, I feel like I can watch, oh you know, gosh. Brooklyn nine, nine and feel like it's brand new. Same thing with community. Oh. The stupid jokes still are a home run for me on that. So um, oh, that was really so good. good. Um, and then started to revisit uh, Daredevil, like the Netflix show again. Um, oh, and that's how I discovered the setting on Disney Plus because I didn't know <laughs> that it defaulted you into TV 14 on your like content setting. So I was like, why can I not find <laughs> Daredevil when I am trying to watch it on Disney Plus? It should be here. And then I right. looked it up and they were like, no, check your settings. And I was like, yep. I didn't have my TVMA settings. Wow. So wow, Doug. PSA. Yep. PSA to whomever is out there being like, why can't I find it? Check your settings, <laughs> man. You might be limiting yourself to what's possible. Um, and lastly, I watched Home Alone too many times. Um, my oh. children discovered the original Home Alone Yo. and mm. they watched that no less than Direct five times over the Christmas break. And every time the same moments were still hilarious. Like when they cut, when those poor robbers are on that like zip line and the oh, yeah. cord gets cut, that is a Wagner, like, oh my God, did you see what just happened? Giggle fest. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so that's, that's, that's what, that's what I was getting into, but sweet. Yeah. So it sounds like everybody had a good break, but I am glad we are back for season four. Um, one thing that I wanted to talk about with season four is we are going to do some more solicitation of quotes for catch that quotable for season four. Um, and so we're going to try and spread the gambit and spread the floor and have more folks submit their quotes. That is one of the things we are doing. We are all about community this, this, this season on season four, hey, and yep. we need your help to really do the quotes thing. So every week you're going to see a post from us on all of our social media pages to go and give us quotes, whether that's through a direct message, like on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, or even just commenting on the post. So if you see that and you have one, don't despair. Um, they are. That's a great way to get those to us. So yes. it is time for catch that quotable. Let's do it. First one of 2023. We're here. We're ready. Of Marcus J. Um, Competing so for Roman's millions. This one. Exactly. And Roman has committed to still, uh, you know, wow. putting up or shutting up that if we wow. get them right, it goes into a, a sort of a cachet, if you will, that will inevitably get deposited into um, a charity a of guy. our choosings uh, account. And also, we should start making a list of charities so when we actually decide to do that. Um, <laughs> so this one, our quote this week, comes from the other movie podcast, Cult Film Companion. So Ooh. if you're curious and looking for another movie Shout podcast, out to them. they follow us on Twitter. And so uh, we got this from them. Shout um, out. And so are you all ready for this week's quote? Ready. Ready. Awesome. Ready as hell ever be. All right. So two cops at a recent crime scene. Cop one. Got any theories? Cop two. E equals MC squared. Awkward pause. Cop one. Any theories of your own? And that's it. Ooh. Huh. 
Yeah, I don't know. There you got me. I also <laughs> you do got not me. Know. I mean, obviously, uh, it would have to be a funny cop movie, right? Nothing super serious, like a like a drama, right? I would. One would I mean, hope. I don't know. Like a scary movie, know. you know, like uh, Doofy and scary movie. I yeah, can see it being like, like um, maybe. What was the? There was a movie with the guy from New Girl. Which guy? Let's be cops. <laughs> yeah, is that it? Yeah, the Jake, Jake, the guy who was the Spider Man. I've yeah. seen an episode of New Girl, so I don't know. Yeah, I. I don't know. This could be the other guys. This could be literally could. anything. Yeah, this could but, be the other guys. I mean, that feels it, like a good throwaway joke. Also, just think of every cop movie you ever you've ever watched. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> oh Jesus. That's yeah. I mean, yes. and the thing is, is I don't watch a lot of them. So like it's it's not like I have a huge repertoire to pull from of like different uh, of different movie quotes. So it's not like I have a lot of choices to begin with. Ooh, they didn't give us a hint, did they? Huh? So they did not. So I no, am, they're playing I am, hardball. We just got a raw dog in it, huh? Which is fine. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta. Um not all the time. Also, plug. It's a plug for our live stream. We're live streaming every Monday, and mm-hmm. Doug put up the image of the quote. By the way, and when he took it away, all of our faces were just yeah. like, uh. yeah. yeah. So anyway, it's though. a great reason to tune in every Monday, eight p.m. You can see our faces when we hear the quote. I, that's my key. That's my guess. Is the other guys with Will uh, Ferrell man. and Mark? That's Walter. a good guess. I don't know any other good. I'm gonna say, what's the one where they wear the high shorts? Chips. Okay. Oh. Okay. Is it, is it Chips? Chips the movie. Chips, is that in the name of the? I think it's called Chips. Yeah. yeah Dax Dax Shepherd's. Yeah. Yeah. I could see him saying that. Could. I could. Um, I have to. I was not prepared and did not pull what movie this was. So <laughs> oh, okay. I will okay. pivot. We will pivot into the next segment of the podcast. And when somebody is talking, I will reveal what this is. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. I am going right. to have to really. This like, is dive okay. Into it. Is not well, easily... the next part of the podcast is you. So if so... one of you two would like to look yeah. up and see if you can find what I was about movie to say. this is, yeah, yeah, that yeah. would be outstanding. Yeah. As I, I, can, I dive can, in. We... We could read the next it again, section Brian, of this. Like. Um, so yeah, uh, this is was not prepared today, which is bad. So right. usually we're more prepared for this, but um, but we have we're doing some new segments uh, this season, and one of the segments that we are going to do is uh, something called bagged and boarded. Um, and so for those of you that don't know, bagged and boarded is a way in which comic book collectors, which I think I have now officially transitioned into that category. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> thank like, you. There thanks was a the, question. A little bit of an understatement. Yep. Thanks for the support. Mike. Um, and <laughs> thank you everybody, uh, being with me during this trying time. Um, and so I, I've transitioned to that area and realized that I read a lot of stuff. So I'd love to start breaking down for you all the different stuff that I read. And this week I wanted to go through the most recent Marvel uh, like crossover event called Judgment Day. Oh and boy. So for those that don't know, here's a cover. Judgment Day. Oh, oh wow. Bad, bad version. So this is Judgment Day. This is Eve of Judgment. Happening. Um, and then they did some other ones as well. So We've all so in the Marvel comic book universe at this point in time, we are catching up with the X Men, and the X Men are on Krakoa, which is their own 
island yep. and relationship yep. that they have with the earth where the earth gives them ways in which that they can come back to life um and it's the arrangement that they have with the earth the eternals are off doing their own thing the avengers are off doing their own thing and that's kind of where we're at and at this point in time druig is the person leading the eternals he is vying to be what they call prime eternal um and in this storyline the eternals uh led by druig essentially go like Hey, X-Men, you don't die. That's <laughs> too much deviation. So we don't think you should exist anymore. And oh, so man. he starts to call in this prime directive where <sighs> the Eternals go to war with the X-Men because they are too much of the deviants built out and not enough right. being true to the work. And they're all trying to protect the machine. Well, as a result a couple of Eternals faction off and go like, this is way out of bounds. And they meet yeah. up with Captain America and Tony Stark and the Avengers. And they use uh, Mr. Sinister to resurrect their own celestial. Stay with me now. Cause hashtag comics. Okay. The celestial that they relate, that they resurrect, they sort of program it. And who do they use to program the celestial and how he should operate? Your boy Tony Stark. Puts oh no! Pieces of himself into the Celestial, along with other bits and pieces. So they like basically program it with all of this information, and then Tony oh, puts no. himself in there. And then essentially, what happens along the sort of end of the second issue is the Celestial says, "Like, oh, the entire Earth should be destroyed. Oh, well, of course, you all have twenty-four hours to fix it. Godspeed." <sighs> And so the entire storyline is essentially like them coming together uh, to try to figure out what to do. Um, and I don't want to give anything away because I really do think you should go and read it. If you have the Marvel Unlimited app, issue one just got released to the Marvel Unlimited app. So you can check it there. Also, I'm a nice. big proponent of going and finding your own comic book store. Um, believe it or not, you can get comics on eBay something that i learned don't recommend that um but yeah so you can you can kind of check that stuff out for yourself but it's really good it's really well done um i read all of the six main storylines and then i read eve of jump judgment with the was it which was the prequel and then judgment day omega which is like the what happens after um yeah realize that a lot of this is all like going through the gambit of like different pieces so uh that's kind of where we're at so wow Gentlemen, questions on Eve of Judgment or just in general thoughts overall? Was this was this their big like Marvel Universe crossover or was it only X-Men and Eternals? It was X-Men, Eternals and the Avengers. So it was of all course. three. So it's very much there. It feels very much their big crossover event yeah. um, in terms of comic book stuff. So um, but yeah, because like everybody is in this right yeah i well i was curious what the avengers were doing and i feel like this this feels very like x-men versus like gods which i'm totally here for but i also see the avengers being like hey guys this this kind of seems like mutant business and we're not we're not in the business of doing it. so i'm glad the avengers popped in very happy about that yeah yeah absolutely um so it was like i said absolutely worth a read the thing to keep in mind is that this is comic book world. So like they have eight different offshoots. So you can read a bunch of, of issues do. that are just about the X-Men or just what the Eternals are doing. But I might, if you really want to just consume the main storyline, which is all that I did, like those six issues, Eve of judgment one through six are, are well worth your time. And they're all on the, the Marvel unlimited app. 
Awesome. There you go. Yep. I know that they put wow. one on there, but I didn't know if the other five were on there. But yeah. So one, oh, number awesome. one is number one is for sure on there. But okay. And the other thing that I, the last thing I'll say about it is I did appreciate that you know because the celestial basically judges and says like all of Earth is unworthy. What I thought that right. they cool that this is a credit to the writers is that they did these like individual panels where it is just like human beings and how they're processing this information sure. of like oh you know this person just was going through their day and didn't realize it now they found this out and they're trying to figure out like what did i do wrong you know what i mean so like it's very yeah. interesting and so um i kind of thought that was really cool but it looked Anything yeah. where Tony Stark feels bad about something, I'm here for it. Absolutely here for it. Well, and Brian, I don't want to ruin your day too much, but one way <laughs> I'm I'm going to is um both the celestial judges the in the Avengers individually. Oh, oh. And he judges Iron Man. And I just okay. curious, do you think he finds Iron Man Iron Man to be worthy or unworthy? I'm I'm gonna guess that he's unworthy. He's absolutely deemed worthy and will really? not be should not be destroyed. Brian, do you think Captain America is determined to be worthy or unworthy? You're kidding. You are <laughs> kidding. Do they really deem him unworthy? They absolutely deem him unworthy. Oh, wow. And okay, essentially well... the celestial is like, yeah, dude, like you've been chasing these ideals, but you've never <laughs> even come close to having any of them ever be successful. So that's brutal. There that's you brutal. Go. But that's yeah. that's brutal. I very much wow. so. Very, wow. very much well. So. Now I feel like I need to read it out of spite. Now you should read um... it. You should absolutely <laughs> read it. Yeah. And if it's out of spite, that is completely fine. Completely fine. But but that's bagged and boarded. I'm excited that I can share with you some more comic book stuff. Um, I'll be back in a couple more weeks with some more things that I've been reading. Nice. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a ride, y'all. I've. <laughs> I've gone down a rabbit hole and I need to keep myself on a regulator with this. And so that's kind of where I'm at. So, yeah. Yeah. Marcus is shaking his head because he yeah. heard about it when we were at a bar together this weekend. He heard about the relations oh, yeah. that I went down. Could have been cocaine. <laughs> now it is cocaine. That's a great way to put it. It could have been crack, but Jeez. it turns Basically, out it's it is all crack. it was. Yeah. So Yikes. But, but gentlemen, we have a whole ass movie to get into. It's it's a whole thing. It's a whole yeah. onion. Yeah, it is a whole onion. And I so, did want to so take layers. a minute though to do another <laughs> reminder that this is our spy spoiler warning. We're gonna have timestamps in the episode description. But if you haven't yet and you want to take a break and come back to us later, please do so. Um, because we're gonna talk glass onion, and although it's been out for a while, you may not have seen it and you may want to. So um that's where we're at. But Marcus. Season mm -hmm. foe, Destin, <laughs> could you please give us uh, your barbershop summary for Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery? Hey, so you got this uh, country bumpkin, right? And um, <laughs> he is he's the world's greatest detective who just so happens to look like 007. And so um, he, you got this great detective. Everybody gets this mystery box, right? You get these glimpses of these people in their lives and they all do different types of shit. Like one is like a Twitch streamer and one is a scientist and one is running for governor, running for governor. I think it was running. For yeah. Governor. She's running for governor. Some type of politician running for governor and some governor runner. And then one washed up person, one washed up actress model type type deal. Um, and then you get this, 
you, you get this glimpse of all of them in the element. Next thing you know, they get this box. And this box is supposed to be this wickedly smart, like, box that you got to use finger waves or sound waves or some shit like that to, like, break into it. And then it opens up from there. And they got a bunch of games inside. And then after they do the games inside, it opens up. And it says, it's an invite from Miles saying, come to my private island. We're going to party like we used to, Disruptors. And he was like, I bet we're going to do that thing. So we come back. They go to this private island and this sickly rich billionaire playboy lifestyle which is played by the incredible hulk um edward norton and so they get to the island and this guy's just filthy rich and he has this island that and this this um house that he lives in that he calls the glass onion which is also named after a bar that used to exist back then so he basically invites all his besties and then like somehow Benoit, the great detective, gets an invite to as well. And then he also invites the person that he sued and fucked over, um, who then stole the company from that was called Alpha from his ex-partner. All right, so bet they all on this island. They all have ties to Miles in different types of ways. And then eventually it comes out, bam, he's rich as hell. And so he has different ties and has them doing different things because they are what they kept saying, tied to the golden titty. And Miles is the golden titty. And because yeah. like he's got so much money, he's funding the politician. He's got Got a, gave a job to the scientist. Um, the other Twitch streamer, he helped him blow his, his stuff up on YouTube. And then you got the other person who he fucked over. And then you got the other lady model who he's been helping. He wants her to take the blame for some sweatshop shit or something like that. Yeah. So they go through the whole movie, basically. And he's got this big weekend set up. He want to make this like a murder mystery and how I get killed and blah, 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 blah. And we're going to figure it out all weekend. Come to find out, ben, Benoit, he figures that shit out in 20 minutes. All right. So it's not really like a really big thing. So they spend this whole, the rest of the movie trying to figure out man you kind of fucked this over next thing you know big batista dies oh man duke dies oh man man who killed duke who killed duke we don't know who killed duke so they go through this whole thing trying to figure out who killed duke who maybe also wanted to kill miles we don't really know what's going on and then benoit has to figure this shit out who then there's this big plot twist that um the partner that they thought was the partner that they that they were surprised that came is actually her twin sister janelle monet plays the twin sister and the sister and they killed her before and then the twin sister comes on is on the island and try to figure out who killed her and then there's like a whole bunch of other stuff that happens that's to be honest, that is, and without giving anything like any spoilers, like big spoilers away about of the mystery, that's like the finale, great. yeah, that's fantastic. I'm, I'm not. That's awesome. You did it again. Um, <laughs> quick update. Uh, the quote is from lethal is from Lethal Weapon One. No, it's no, oh, uh, yep. Oh it man, how did oh, you find it? Because I was over here googling and I couldn't find. Same. Shit. I, it could, was a I lot. could not I, find it. I. I it was not a quick find, but I no, did find it. It is from Lethal Weapon, so uh, just a quick update. So don't want to rehash wow. any of the past failure, but it, that's that's what it was. Y'all uh, got us. We here but, now. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but to touch base on the cast for oh my uh, gosh, Onion here, Beautiful. and it's hard. I mean, you're gonna feel like I'm making some of this stuff up with how many people are yes. in this, but I swear I'm not. So here's what we got. So Daniel Craig reprises his low his role as Benoit Blanc. Um, Edward Norton plays Miles Braun. Kate Husband is Bertie J. Dave Bautista is Duke Cody. Janelle Monet is Andy Brand. Catherine Hahn plays Claire uh, DeBella. Leslie Odom Juder plays Lionel Tissant. Um, Jessica Henwick plays Peg. Madeline Klein plays Whiskey. Uh, Hugh Grant is in this as Philip. Sure is. Ethan Hawke is in this um as uh, and he's credited as efficient man um <laughs> and to be honest with you 
Otherwise, there's some other cameos like Serena yeah. Williams makes a cameo. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar makes a cameo. Let Natasha Leone makes a cameo. But for the most part, that's really going to be uh, your cast uh, yeah. for this particular movie. Now, Glass Onion did come out in theaters, um, so it does have a box office. Not a huge one because it was only... Yeah. It was only in there for a little bit, um, and so it made $15 million for the brief time it was in the box office before it officially transitioned over to um, Netflix. But, gentlemen, thoughts on this particular uh, movie, and what did you think? I liked it. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, okay. I'm, a, I'm a sucker for mysteries, and I, I, like, I don't always figure them out, so this was enjoyable to me. I liked it. Okay. Okay. It wasn't. It, it was good. I thought it was good. Um, I probably should not have spoiled my palate by watching the menu right afterwards, um, because okay. that was. I felt like the menu was better than the glass onion for me. Okay. Just, as opposed to like, if I'm thinking like oh. the mystery aspect of like what the fuck is going on, the menu kind of gave me more of that. You know what I mean? Like I don't know, but it's it's a good movie. Yeah. And I kind of want, but I but I kind of wanted more in the ending. If I can, I, if I can say, no, yeah. I don't want to skip to the, I don't want to skip right to the end, but, but the ending didn't feel sufficient enough for me. No, I, I shared that sentiment. So we can definitely come back. Fascinating. To that I yeah. definitely felt a little sort of like, Oh, Oh yeah. Oh. I don't, cause <laughs> like, I want to keep in mind. I didn't watch knives out. Also knives out is not on Netflix. Anymore. It is not. It, I, I had it. to, I, I, I rewatched the original one uh, two days ago and I was like, I have to get this on Amazon. Really? Like, is it on what Amazon? is this? Oh damn. Yeah. I tried to rewatch it last night. That's why I watched the menu instead. Cause I was trying to watch yeah. knives out. So I don't know if that's part, if that's kind of how knives out played out. If like the same type of ending. It, it's I, I mean i think it's similar yeah but i'm not gonna say it's the same like no. I, I for yeah. me ryan johnson is very much trying to like create his own type of mystery series and definitely yeah. riffing off of like agatha christie so like definitely trying to reinvent it every single way so like the first knives out is a mystery and there is a reveal. That is what I will say. Yes, there is. Um, but it's definitely not like Glass Onion. It's not revealed like Glass saying. Onion. Yeah, no. that just threw me off. But what I will say is, I think that you're casting like the, the people that you picked yeah. to surround this movie and to execute this, I think is well done. Like, I want to give props to like Janelle Monet, Batista. Oh my gosh. Oh, 100%. And like, I kind of, you never know which role Edward Norton's going to play in a movie. Yeah. But that's always my favorite part is to kind of figure out what is his role in this whole thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I think without focusing too much on the ending, because I do want to come back to it, because I do want to yeah. unpack the reason some pieces of it um, is I really thought the way in which it was shot, because this was shot like in the middle of the pandemic. And I thought that they did like a really great job of like managing a small cast mm. that it didn't need a lot going on. And so I felt like yeah. um, they did a good job of managing the fact that all of these things were done relatively in this secluded spot on this island um, and that the cast didn't collapse under all of its own collective weight. Yeah, like that's a lot of folks to manage and each person I feel like gets a chance to deliver such an outstanding performance and it didn't like just implode. Cause if you talk about like 
Janelle Monet's performance was outstanding. I mean, she Exquisite. played two different yeah. people yeah, yeah, yeah. in yes. the same movie. Yes. Um, that never really felt like it outshined um, Daniel Craig's character. Like I felt like they played off of each other really, really well. And they mm -hmm. both gave each other space to really like dive into their roles. So I thought it was yeah. awesome that it just did such a good job of managing all of that talent. Um, and again, in the environment that it was in uh, without collapsing underneath itself. So just, uh, it did an outstanding job in my mind. Mm. Totes. Yeah. I don't know that I don't, I don't want to be that guy, be that guy. I just feel like this was good, but it wasn't as good as everybody hyped it up to be. And okay. I think that that was, that's my issue with a lot of things that I don't watch immediately like in the heat of oh things. sure um, sure like this was also getting very popular on tiktok because everybody was talking about that plot twist that plot twist and i didn't see any spoilers beforehand uh, so I. but everybody every time i was scrolling like quickly scroll past it everybody was like the plot twist was amazing i didn't see that coming and then i watched it and i was kind of like <laughs> well, this is the shit that y'all was hyping up All right. one of my favorite parts was the random dude on the island that kept popping up i thought that shit <laughs> oh was my hilarious. gosh that was amazing i thought that was great i was i'm In glad i didn't get any context into who he was and it wasn't anything, and it was nothing consequential because I kept waiting for that to pop up. Like, oh, anyway, I hired this assassin. Yeah. He's just hanging out, pretending to be my buddy. Nope, just legit a guy who's going through stuff, just Random. trying to like have a nice yeah. weekend. Um, yeah. I, I I enjoyed that red herring. Um, but no, I I agree with you, Marcus, because like it like to me, this movie, it's basically two stories in one, and the main story is only an hour long. So you mm -hmm. get to the end of the first hour, and then it's like, anyway, we need to talk about Andy's character and how there's actually twin sisters. Mm -hmm. And like, I was into it at that point, because I feel like the way they have the story is like, you get to that point where who you think is Andy, uh, played by Janelle Monet, is shot. And you're like, oh my gosh, she's shot. And then it's like, it cuts away, mm -hmm. right? And you're like all hyped up and you need to know what's happening. And then it's like, she has a twin sister. And I thought the transition of that was really well done because it is so, it's so tropey, right? Mm -hmm. It's such a cliche yeah. to be like, and there's a second one, right? Like, I feel like you can get into some really cliche territory, but like, I was so high on it at that point that I was like, all right, I don't care, whatever. I'm into it. Like, I want to know how she gets involved. Like, I thought Ryan Johnson as like a storyteller transitioned that really well because I think that was probably, that was the part of the movie where you would probably lose people. And like, mm. I think some people were lost on that transition because it wasn't, there was nothing, there was no clue to it in the first hour of the film that oh, would have no. led you to yeah. that conclusion or like you couldn't have super sleuthed it to realize like, oh, that's her twin sister. How did I, I knew it all the time? Like there was no way you could have seen that coming. No, absolutely. Yeah, no, even <laughs> go ahead. I, like, I guess I had the way that they introduce concepts in this thing, the blue car. I thought that that was going right. to be a much bigger reveal than what it was. How Benoit got on the island. Like how, whose past did he use to get on right. the island? And how do you make it that far to be able to get on this private island? Like these were things that I was, my mind was like thinking about during the entire movie that probably distracted me away from some things I probably could have enjoyed a little bit more. Yeah. I think the other thing is, is that I think it had a, it was hard to, I think it's also hard for your audience to 
change the way in which characters are portrayed or the way I'm supposed to experience them and change that halfway through. Because I would say like for the most part, like leading up to that reveal of the gem, like the Janelle Monet switch. And it's actually the twin sister. Like, I think for much of this, um, you were going through like, Oh, Dave Batista's guy is a little like he's out there. He's a little men's rightsy, but I don't like outwardly hate him. Mm -hmm. Like even Kate Hudson, who is like up here and just kind of annoying. I don't hate any of these people, but as the layers uh, see that metaphor, as the layers Uh, get unpeeled, see what I did there. Um, uh, As they get, get pulled back, you find that these people are more and more and more deplorable over time. Yes. And it's hard for an audience, I think, when they're bought into one version of a character to then, like, given just a simple twi- change, now it's the interpretation is completely different. So I think that for, that's an interesting piece of it as well. I don't think it's oh, impossible, sure. but I could see mm-hmm. how some audience members would struggle with that. Well, I'm, I'm also, I realized about halfway through this movie that I wasn't looking at Florence Pugh. And that kind of pissed me off too. I thought whiskey was Florence Pugh. You thought whiskey and, was Florence Pugh? There was I totally something about her, it. and I was like, I, I was like, I know I like Florence Pugh, <laughs> and I think I like this person, but something ain't really taking me there. Like when I usually see Florence Pugh, oh and then God. I was like, Florence Pugh, Florence Ew. Madeline she was still there. As the she actress was who she plays was, whiskey. She's, she's amazing. She did great too because what I liked yes. about her character was you think she's ditzy, you think she's stupid, and then when they have this walk with Andy. Um, yeah. in the forest she's yes. saying these things and saying these words of like to me that's what I caught was like oh she's not an idiot like she she may be like a go-getter or whatever the case may be but when they first introduce her you think I don't know I guess I assume she was supposed to be like this ditzy blonde that's with this men's right men's right. rights guy I don't know well, yeah I liked how they played her character too, because in the first half of the movie, you're like, okay, like we've seen this character before, which Mm -hmm. this is why I like Ryan Johnson's mystery writing of just like, I knew I was watching a knives out film where nothing was going to be as it seems immediately wrote off her character immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Like the blonde lady with the men's rights guy, I immediately wrote off, which was a terrible mistake (laughs) because in the back half of this movie, she's like, yeah, I'm not like the biggest fan. Like I'll use his platform mm-hmm. and then I'll eventually get into politics and mm-hmm. like talking about it like it was her day job. And mm-hmm. that was just yeah. really refreshing, which then made the reveal of her relationship to Edward Norton's character made it even like, I just got a pit in my stomach when yeah. I was like, when yeah. Dave Bautista's character was essentially using her yep. uh, against yeah. Miles Braun to like get on his cable network. And it was like, yeah. oh my gosh, this is so gross. Like, I, news. I just like, oh, uh, like I, it, it, again, a pit in my stomach and making yeah. me actually empathize with whiskey who was built mm-hmm. up to be this side character and then becomes incredibly pivotal again, mm-hmm. like halfway through the movie. And I really liked how Ryan Johnson constructed that, that narrative. I thought that was really well done. Yeah. She's been in a bunch of other stuff too. So she's was in two episodes of stranger things. She played mm-hmm. uh, Tina. Um, she was also in the HBO series vice principles. She was in that for three episodes. Um, but other than a movie called This is the Night, 
Um, she oh, hasn't been in a ton of No, stuff. she's she's really big in Outer Banks. And which that's, is like, that was the other thing I was going to oh, say. Oh, okay. I, have no I wanted to make sure we didn't reference. miss it for anybody listening. I have no frame okay, of reference for what Outer Banks is. So I was like, oh, and she's also apparently been in 30 episodes of the show Outer <laughs> Banks, whatever the fuck the, that might be. So. The people I talk to about that show like will not stop talking about mm-hmm. it. So like it has a very like committed fan it's base. A choke, it's got a chokehold on a couple of people. Okay. people one could say. One could say. Yeah. Um what what is summarize that show for me quickly, Brian? Swimming. I mean, it okay. I, basically what people like Shot about it hip. is like it's this drama thriller set on other like, kind of like a lost vibe, essentially. And they're trying to. Oh, OK, uh, I, be- I that's what I believe it is. I have never watched the show. So now oh. I'm like not confident. But I assume that the people pe- talk to you so about it so much that you eventually gave in or like, fine, I'll watch it. No, I mean, basically, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I my. No, I'm just I'm getting a message. Uh, no, a Outer Banks is uh, a group of teenagers uh, who find a treasure map and they unearth a long buried secret. Mm. So there you go. Well, it's on Netflix. Well, people tell me if it's good because I'm not going to watch it. Not I feel quite yeah. confident that I'm not going to watch it. Mm-mm. No, it's fine. That's fine. Um, other pieces of the movie that you all enjoyed or that stood out to you? And I'm oh god, I really did enjoy this movie for the ride that it was. Yeah, I, I, I did have to ask myself, you know, am would I rewatch this or oh, like sure. will I remember this movie after this week is over? Is this something that like I would go back and revisit? And I don't know, I don't know. I really like this thriller, I like the idea of Clue coming to life, and I for like sure. when you have this like really, like really good cast, like execute and i like them making fun of clue like oh we get it you think this is a clue movie so let me like right. go ahead and and hit ourselves i don't know if there was anything extremely memorable from this movie but what i can say is it didn't feel like i was it was two hours watching it i, I think i was surprised when i got to the end oh, sure. and saw that the movie was two hours it did not feel like a two-hour movie um no the only thing that kind of felt like a two-hour movie was the ending and that just seemed exaggerated a bit for me. And I don't oh, want to. Oh man, I found that it. cathartic. It was good. It was good. I liked the idea of it. And I think that it was, it was like, it was perfect for like, it was poetic, right? It was like right. exactly what it was supposed to be. But I was just, at a certain point, I was like, uh all right yeah. all right like let's, let's yeah. <laughs> yeah like yeah like let's get to it he burned the napkin like how are we going to arrest this motherfucker i guess that's right. what i wanted right was right him going to jail yeah um marcus did you have you seen the movie clue no okay because they have a full-blown this is inspired by the board game by parker brothers oh clue they have a movie real clue came, movie yeah a legit oh, clue movie that comes oh. out that came out Brian was that late seventies, early eighties. Yeah, it, it was late. It it was I think early eighties. <laughs> is, is, is it good? Yes. I, I think it's hilarious. It, like, oh, it I, is one of Maggie and I's favorite movies. I've seen oh, it at okay. least a dozen times. Yeah, easy a dozen I'm gonna times. Have to watch it. I haven't seen humor yeah, holds up too. Um, yeah, it's not it's not outdated. So yeah, it's uh. I just thought when you said like, oh, it's like a movie making fun of Clue. I was like, oh, they have one of those. So I wanted to make <laughs> <Yeah>. sure. <laughs> I wanted yeah. to make sure we brought it up. Um, I haven't watched it. Yeah, I think what did you all think of the of Christopher of um Edward Norton's character? I almost said Christopher Nolan's character. That is not the person we're talking about. What do you I think mean, of Ed Norton's character? 
I feel like Ed Norton played this guy beautifully, mm. even uh-huh. had vibes of the character from Italian Job. If I'm going to make that like oh, deep cut, oh, like, yeah, that's good. almost like that's taking good. some of the pages of the Italian Job villain because was that Miles him? Braun. Yeah, that's him. He's yeah, the villain that's, in Italian that's, Job. Yeah, God, that's such a good and, fucking movie. It is. And oh, in you this movie, one of the cruxes is that Ed Norton what? doesn't actually come up with any of his own ideas. Miles doesn't come yeah. up with any of his own ideas. Mm-hmm. He's just the one that That's capitalizes on them, mm-hmm. which I enjoy as a plot point. And it shows that he has no creativity, which is, again, I love how Benoit is just like, oh, I'm going to solve your silly mystery in like 10 minutes. And then yeah. he was like, I didn't even write it. I hired somebody to write this murder mystery. Yeah. Which I like, I really enjoyed how like ed norton's character was just so deeply hollow Mm -hmm. and like barren of any Mm -hmm. any even conviction except himself right like just there was nothing there was nothing there and they try to play it off at the beginning of the film with him playing you know this beatles song on a guitar Mm -hmm. and he's like oh this guy's deep and it's like no he's just he's just a brat like he's a hollow brat that just wants power i do want to say i I re- that was one of the parts of the movie that I really enjoyed was that reveal of like, oh, you're not brilliant. You're just an idiot. Like yes. you stole when he was like, yeah, you stole my idea of shooting when all the lights went out. You stole it from me. So like you're just an overall yes. thief and an idiot. And like it was just that simple. That's one of the things that I enjoyed about. There was no he's a devious genius plot twist. It was just like, no, if you really paid attention he yep. was using words wrong and really fucking his shit up from the beginning mm-hmm. and really trying to fake yeah. the fuck. I like that. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I agree. Did I you agree. all think, because I I had seen some like rumblings and grumblings that uh, Edward Norton's character was an allegory for a certain CEO that might run a company oh. with a little blue bird on it. I mean, um, I'll, I'll say his name. That. He's not Voldemort. Elon Musk. Oh, God, he's here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's hilarious. This is streaming to Twitter now, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Come get us, Elon. But yeah, I, I had heard there was some folks, and I was just kind of curious if, like, I could see that. That was a lot of that's been a very big critique of his as well. So I was I like, how timely that all of this, like, Twitter's basically on fire, and we are simultaneously watching what happens yeah. um, on the other side of it, too. So. Um, I, could, I could definitely, I could definitely see that, that those two could be related characters, but to go back to your original question, Edward Norton just, I mean, he played the role. I thought yeah. he was going to die for real. Oh, I, so I guess I expected that too. Yeah. I yep. was just waiting for him to, I was waiting for him to actually die. And then the movie revolve around them trying to like him trying to figure out who murdered him. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. know why, but that's what I thought. I swear. I thought I expected it to be a little bit of a like, Hey, in the first, this is a murder mystery gone wrong. Yeah, like right. this is a yeah. look what happened. Somebody actually did kill him, and we do have to figure out who did it. Um, but it turned out to be so much more simpler than that. So, mm-hmm. well, and I think I think one of the things too, and, and that's why I'm so curious about your thoughts on it, Marcus, because like I feel like this movie was playing off of the first one in a lot yeah. of respects because the first one is very. I'm gonna say like I don't know the right word for this. It just felt a little bit more grounded in some of the stuff that they were doing. Like it takes place at one mansion. Well, I guess it's the same thing, but it takes place in like a Northwoods mansion. It's a family that everybody has known each other. And there's these familial things. It's a lot more of a traditional mystery. 
in yeah, my opinion. Very much so. Um, it's probably one you've read before about people trying to get money from a will, right? Right. And it kind of felt like Glass Onion was like, okay, we've done that. This is going to be like the disruption almost, right? Like they right. keep talking about disruptors. Yeah, this yeah, is kind of what this movie felt like of just like, it's a murder mystery or is it? Or is it? You know, like that's right. kind of what I, I felt got, like Glass Onion was. Catch, and catch 22, 22, 22. Yeah. A little bit. And I catch think that's the reason cubed. it worked so, yeah. for me. But like, if you're coming into this fresh, not having seen the first one, I totally get now what you're saying, Marcus, of like, this kind of felt like that the ending, like what happened here? Like, yeah. it did kind of feel a little understated. Well, I, think- I was I was asking everybody if I needed to. Well, not just y'all. I I did ask, did I need to watch the first one? Yeah. In order to watch this one, and I like knowing that the stories were separate, but Benoit yeah. is the same character. Yeah. I don't, you know, so his ending would have yeah. to come to kind of like the same ending. I still don't know. I guess I'll have to go to Amazon and watch Knives Out to see, um, to, I guess to get a result. I guess. Yeah. And anyway. I I will say though, I think I'm used to. So I grew up like listening to like Sherlock Holmes stories, like oh, on yeah. tape. Like that's, mm. that's again, that's how, that's how old I am that like on long car trips or like we Be just had them around rewind. the house. Yeah, exactly. So I would like, when we'd get a book on CD or a book on tape, when I was yes. growing up, we would oftentimes like get those. And I think I was dissatisfied a little bit with the ending. Like, I don't think it's bad. I uh-uh. was just, for me, I needed closure because every Sherlock Holmes story ends with, Actually, it's it was quite elementary, my dear Watson. This right. is how they did it. Mm-hmm. And while that was there, there was no like, and take him away to jail. Like it was just <laughs> it felt very much like a oh, so she's just gonna like walk around and break shit. Like that it just right. it, it's like a oh, you're just you're yeah. gonna be seen as what you truly are, which is a fraud. Um, so I think for me, I'm used to more the criminal gets punished side of things yeah. and so when it didn't happen i was like yeah oh, okay it's cool but he should be punished and then we never really see the <laughs> fruition of that punishment so i mean same but at the same yeah. time though wasn't i i mean i guess if i had to be that guy it wasn't that everybody guy, wasn't everybody turning on miles at the end of the movie like that wasn't that, enough to for a me. certain extent like Basically, he only had this influence over them. And once they realized, like, no, like, we can stop this. That was kind of that moment for me. No, there was, like, no authority of, like, the the police officer being like, you're going to jail. Like, like that, he wouldn't care about that. Like, he'd be like, oh, I'm going to get out in, like, an hour anyway. I have really good lawyers. Like, him losing his friends, like, these people he feels like he can control, that's, like that's devastating to him that's how i read it at least i mean that's a that's a i think that that's a good point it's a great point i think it's a great point to me that wasn't enough it didn't come soon enough though here's what here's what also got me if we're if we're talking about the end of the the end of the thing right let's Let's do it let's go back she had the napkin the original napkin that they was looking for she had the shit in the envelope right he had the envelope okay so they reveal she pulled back the envelope it was right there the whole time she takes it out and she's like i found it motherfucker i found it gotcha gotcha bitch gotcha (laughs) and so yeah like they to me one of the things i couldn't stop thinking about was get the napkin out of his face because I was like, 
if, God, if I'm yeah. anybody, I'm snatching the napkin while she's waving it around. And then when he lit it on fire, I was like, well, God damn it. Like, I kind of knew that this was happening. What Then the next thing that pissed me off, not pissed me off, because that's a really over-exaggeration, but the next thing that kind of, like, irked me a little bit was Benoit saying, you just need a little courage. And then the thing, because I operate in systems and I operate in blah, 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 blah. Yeah. As a detective, I was like, is he supposed to do that encourage <laughs> that you see what i'm saying like because i don't know if he does he is he does he operate in the gray or does he operate more in the i'm in the law i'm a detective that strives for justice because to so, me that yeah. didn't seem that i was like i don't know about that one <laughs> well That's fair. I, here's the thing so i i definitely encourage folks to go watch knives out i'm not going to spoil it because like it is a, i think it is a good mystery but one thing I will say is that it feels like at least these two stories, Ryan Johnson is it, it, it he's putting Benoit Blanc as like, I'm the guy that's going to figure it out. You, the, the main, the co-lead, you need to figure out what to do with this information. That's kind of okay. what to me is what the shit is. Like. Yeah. And the co-leads, by the way, I just want to point out the co-leads in both of these knives out stories are women of color. Yes. Which I think are. is, I think is cool. And yeah, I, I feel like we don't always see that in media. And so it's something. So I feel like kind of what it's getting at Marcus is Benoit Blanc being like, I literally can't do anything. Like I can tell people, but like it's up to the courts to do anything with it. And like, that's the moment I feel like when Janelle Monet's character is like, forget this. I'm a, like, nothing's going to happen to this guy yeah. unless I do it which is why that moment worked for me. Um, but again, I was like, I was on board the whole way. I did not get bumped off by the mm -hmm. twin sister reveal, which I know some people did. I was yeah. fine with the, the Yeah, that was fine. I was fine with the twin. Oh, but okay. The next part that, yeah, the twin sister reveal was fine for me because it wasn't like, a, oh, that was, I didn't even feel like that oh, was that's surprising. a cliche or anything. Yeah. yeah, I was kind of like, oh, okay, I, I get that. I get why she would do that. That made sense to me. Right. The other part that got me was the uh, hydrogen. Hydrogen, oh, the, yes. the chemical compound, the chemical whatever compound. it is, fuel, uh, the it, fuel that he's developed, clear, the equivalent of the clear with the K, clear yeah. with the K, and and to me, I was like, that was such a small reference at the beginning that was quickly, not small, it was quickly yeah. kind of passed over for me. They mentioned yeah. it, they said it, then they got a little little argument with the governor and the scientists and was like, if he yep. does this, we're going to ruin this. He's going to blow up everything in the fucking house. And then yep. the end was, this is the thing that's going to ruin you. That was just kind of like a, I don't know, if I, it kind of felt like a cleanup, like an easy cleanup. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Because I mean, and I know Marcus, you were probably looking for every single detail that would pop up at the end I of the was. movie. I mean, and that I, was probably the most easy. I mean, like that was probably the biggest one. They like literally show it in your face, yes. and you're like, anyway, this is probably going to come back. Yeah. Um, and you go so far as to say, and I've powered my home with it, and you would have yeah. forgotten yeah. that if I didn't show you that I have the if crystal right here. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. But one of the reoccurring things that I did like that they kept doing now, call me crazy, was the Mona Lisa reference, like the the yeah. safety thing. Ooh. Now every time something went off, that was great. That, that consistency throughout it got me in a pattern of it. Kind of was like a subliminal hypnosis. Yes. 
Um, and to me, I was like, okay, that thing keeps going off. A phone keeps going off. The All I can hear is the sound of the, the yep. case shutting. I yep. really yes. liked that for some reason. I don't know why. And the payoff at the, I think it's because it escalates the tension, right? You keep hearing yeah, that, like, go up and down and yeah. up and down. And it's sort of like that, like, oh, fuck. Like, when is someone going to break it? And then it's yeah. like, oh, the thing's right. closed. They can't. Like, it's it's yeah. that you're worried about. It's almost like, and I can only say, like, this example as, like, a parent. It's like when you're dealing in parents of more than one kid. It's like when one kid is having a crisis, but another kid is bouncing a ball in the other room. <laughs> It's like, yeah. can you not? Like, I'm this one's bleeding. Can you knock it off? And so it's those moments of like, I just need to focus on what this is. Shut the hell up with that. Like, yeah. it's just like yeah. one yeah, of those things. That seems very personal. Yeah. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about, Doug. Yes. Because I had a child come to me and was like, I, I'm hurt. I my life is in danger. And like, meanwhile, their brother is, we got them a Tony box for Christmas. And it just, it like, it's like an audio book essentially with these like different action figures. Anyway, they're just listening to PJ masks over here. It's like, Owlette, do this. And like, meanwhile, my other kid is like, I'm gonna die. And I'm like, I need, <laughs> I need this to turn off so I can deal with this. Anyway, I totally know what you're talking yeah, about. That's what, that's and, what that uh, Mona Lisa thing was, is the, well, it was the, it was the PJ Masks audiobook of this <laughs> entire movie. Well, it was almost like a Pavlovian response of like, there is danger. Like, pay yeah, attention to the danger. And you're like, I can't. Like, I can't. <laughs> yeah. And you but, know yeah. it's going to be something because they said it out loud. Like, yes. yeah, you know how sensitive this thing is. If a phone rings, it'll go off. Yeah. And oh. literally having a scene where yeah. the phone is ringing in it and the thing keeps closing when Duke's phone like goes off. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, like, I, for me, when they're all sitting around drinking after Benoit exposes the entire mystery, I'm I, like, and that keeps happening. I, I turned to Megan. I was like, someone's going to die here. Like, I can't like yeah. it, it is it is crescendoing and I can't figure out where it's going to go, which is sure. I, which is why I was totally on board with Ed, Ed Norton slipping, slipping uh, Dave Bautista, that pineapple. Yeah. Totally missed the pineapple reference as they got on the boat. Missed that. I had to rewind because I was like, did they say this for real? Even the glass handoff. Because I was like, I know I would have noticed the first time. It was, but that was very smooth. I have it was very smooth. I agree. A couple of people tell me that they caught it. And there's a part of me that's like, you did. Like my one of my friends, (laughs) shout out to Rob from um the gym rob was like rob no, from the gym no i i i saw it and i was like <laughs> really i was like good for you because i completely fucking I missed, missed it. it like there is no I, way that i saw no this. i missed it yeah. i i mean it was like a split second it was just I, I totally missed it who do you think wins in a detective off batman or benoit <sighs> batman i mean I don't no, know. No gadgets. Ben, ben sees pure straight detective work. No gadgets. Like Batman has a lot of gadgets, which he uses to get all this stuff. I feel like Benoit doesn't need all that, but I don't know. I, I don't suppose, know. I'd love I to see. It. I'd love to see his like. Oh, I analyzed this compound from my <laughs> from the computer that I keep in my heel, and <laughs> no. that matches up. Give, that's yeah. That's that's. I think that's fair. Give me like the most. Give me like Bruce Wayne, really smart Bruce Wayne, though. Like, y'all yeah. know there's that version of Bruce that is like he practiced with the damn sh- shadow, the yep, League yep. of Shadows and shit, <laughs> like that version. 
Uh, I would suppose, though, that like it's sort of like training. Like Batman, his stakes are: I have to feel what the feel, figure out what the Joker poisoned the reservoir with. <laughs> and meanwhile, Benoit is: which one of these people killed this man in a yeah. room on a secluded island? Like right. the stakes are a little bit different. That is. So I wonder if you know. It's sort of like: will that team be able to perform at a lower <laughs> level? That's okay. Right. So okay, here's 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 where okay to, to more refine your question. <laughs> Bruce Wayne versus Benoit Blanc on this Greek island, mm. and like whatever you don't need to explain it. Batman just shows up. I'm I'm probably gonna go with Benoit Blanc in those smaller situations. I agree with you. Doug. Okay, I feel like Batman. He's gonna be looking at everything. He's gonna be looking at all that like the physical evidence. But like Benoit's gonna be like. Mm. I don't know. This person, they're off. Something's off here. I don't know. That's kind of the vibe I have. I might, I might get like, I might yeah. get a lot of feedback here. But Benoit Blanc, I think, would outsmart Batman on a secluded island. I'm just Batman. Gonna Batman's gonna be too busy trying to like win the shadows when they're like that fucking like lighthouse is going. He's gonna be too busy like whispering to himself like, "I am the night," no. and like going and hiding in a shadow just night. for a minute. So like he'll be he'll be too busy watching people from the shadows to really just get to the crooks of I, it. I feel like Batman's gonna focus on more things that Edward Norton's character was doing. Like, like Miles that's a great point behind yeah. the scenes with all his money and like expose him like oh, Lex like Luthor type oh, shit. Sure. You know, yeah. Instead of like worrying about what the fuck who yeah. fucking killed who, that would right. be like on the last. Right. Like Benoit would be like. This person killed Miles, and then Batman would be like, yep. "And another thing, this motherfucker <laughs> bought thirty pounds of kryptonite." Right. Like, yep. One more thing, yeah. yeah. This guy owns more than one sweatshop. Yeah, but yeah. who killed this man? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. <sighs> but did you did I, did yeah. you hear like all the stuff he buys? Yeah, yeah. That's a good I, point. I do want to call out, and I I don't I, I don't know if this is a thing or not, but Kate Hudson's character is called Birdie, mm -hmm. and when yes. they get to the island, Ed Norton says. Yeah, it's a great mystery. There's red herrings all around, and a red herring is a bird. His mystery centers around, around Birdie yeah. as a red herring yeah. for the entire movie, the larger movie. And she knew that. Well, I, and like I, I, I love, I love that because then you get halfway through the movie and you're like, she's got a knife. Like, what, yeah. what is that? And she does literally nothing. She does nothing through the whole movie to even make you suspect a little bit. That Even, maybe she was doing it, but she was always in the back, like being like, "Oh, it could be Kate Hudson's character." No, she was a literal, a literal bird, a literal red herring in and this story. Brian, even more so, like when the actual act of him killing uh, Dave Bautista's right Bautista's character is taking place, she is literally spinning, getting everybody oh, to yeah. look at her yeah. in the herring. middle yeah. of that scene. She is literally everybody look at Birdie, look at Birdie, literally a red herring. Yeah. In that moment of like, <laughs> look at all how fancy and how complicated when the real simple answer is over here. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. that that moment is such a good highlight of like what yes. you're getting at. Can somebody yeah. tell me why Pig was there? Because I just felt she like was that assistant. was she doesn't go it anywhere was, without her assistant. I guess. Yep. That would just felt like an additional character I just did not need because, I mean, or it feels like her like her scenes got cut because she randomly pops up at the end during when everything's going on, and it just felt. Like, why are you here? Aside from that one scene where you're saying, please don't make her do this. Please don't make her do this. That's so, like one thing I found interesting. So Vanity Fair, I think is who did it. They did like a scene breakdown with Ryan Johnson. 
Yeah. And I didn't notice this the first time around, but like the way he blocks her, like where he puts her in the physical scene, mm-hmm. yeah. she's in a lot of scenes actually, but she's always in the background, which is her character essentially is just always in the background of Birdie's life. Mm-hmm. But like I watched that video and he's like pointing out like, oh yeah, she's like holding, she's like being a literal coat hanger like holding up all the dresses just in the background. Oh I was like, oh my gosh, I missed that. I didn't and so that like, and, and I was like, I kind of want to rewatch this movie to see if there's more moments like that. Cause he talked about how like Jessica Henwick was a really good team player. And like, he always blocked her in the background. Like she's always in the background. She's never in the forefront. Interesting. And I was like, oh, like I need to rewatch it. Cause I don't, I barely remember her scene. Like same as you, Marcus. Mm. I, I couldn't really tell you what she does in that movie, except for that point where she's like, my destiny is tied with yours and you don't do this. Like that's it. And isn't she mm. in the one scene where she is really advocating for herself? They're talking like to, he's, she's talking to Edward Norton outside the big glass onion and isn't like in terms of like physical space isn't he up on the stairs and she's sort of like down below oh yeah almost like this communication of like she's still even when she's advocating for herself her voice is still small and insignificant when compared to the big disruptors right yeah she can't even speak up for herself or at the same level as everybody else yeah because she he didn't take the time to get to know her name or anything. Oh. So I guess. No, that's yeah. And even too. the content of that scene is like, who are you? Like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. That might be. I thought she was. So who did you think was. I may need to rewatch this movie just because there may be little more little things like that that was placed throughout on purpose. Yeah. But who did you originally think the killer was? Did you have any original thoughts? Oh. I. There was a strong argument for me for a while that thought it was Leslie Odom Jr.'s character. I, that's oh. what I thought. That's what yeah. I thought. And and I say that okay. because like I always I think people who are silent but intelligent in movies oftentimes yeah. are have more going on. And I could very much see him being the one of like, like, we got to get this out of here. Like, mm-hmm. this is going to be a problem. It'll all come back on me. They're going to say I yeah. should know better because I was a scientist. Like, I, I, I could have seen a scene like that in some alternative editing ending where he was the one who did it. But um I thought for a while he was going to be the one that did it. But again, I thought for the longest time before the big death happened, I thought it was Edward Norton that was going to die. And so I, I didn't I didn't really see that coming. So those were the two pieces that I didn't well, quite predict. Right and way. a credit to Leslie Odom Jr. Like yeah, all of great. his parts are like they're very like uh, like it's all body language. Yeah, like he doesn't mm-hmm. have a lot of speaking lines, but every scene he's in, you know what he's feeling. And I feel yes. like. I want to give a call out to that because that's really hard to do with the limited availability that you're given to like perform. But like everything that like the the when they're in the pool, he is yep. like analyzing everybody like he is being the scientist of like, what is that person doing? What is that person doing? And the only person he kind of trusts is Catherine Hahn. And the only reason he's trusting her is because they're in the same boat. She was great, too. She was great. <sighs> yes. I love her yes. so much. I don't know why I'm so attracted to that woman. But she even when she looks like she's been like roughed up going on a governor tour and like her hair was all over the place and just this simple beige dress. I was still very much attracted together. I don't know what it is. That is not even usually my type. And I am just I was just very much attracted to her. She went to yelling in this movie and I was like, yeah, that's right. 
Yeah. So what I'm hearing about Catherine Hahn in Glass Onion, a Knives Out story, is that it, you, your type is is high level politicians in beige who just mm. they're a little frazzled, not full frazzled, just a little frazzled. That's your type. If I said Mo- moms with visors and pools, I would say moms visors with pools. The other description is too much <laughs> to our current governor, and I that don't oh, really, that God. ain't, oh, that ain't going too hot. So I probably wouldn't lean oh. that way. Dear yeah, Christy, yeah, dear- no, yeah. Dear Snow Queen Governor Rowan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is uh, Snow Queen. <laughs> you, uh, you, you might you might yeah. want to bury that one. Oh yeah, no. You might you might, <laughs> you might Gathering, work everybody that one. Gathering on you know, is fine. Advisor. Inc- I think she's incredible. Yeah, she yeah. is. She absolutely well, is. And I feel like they played the expectations too, because I feel like a lot of Catherine Hahn's roles are like very like out there, exclamation point, like really just hitting all these kind of like peak marks right like yeah. she she i feel like a lot of her roles don't, don't have her in that subtle uh like part and this movie like kind of flipped a lot of that stuff on its head and mm-hmm. was just kind of like Catherine hahn is here and you're expecting her to do something weird nope she's she a t- she is she is a tired anxious politician who just wants to like get to the next thing and yep. i felt like she played it super well that's yeah, actually true did. and yeah. this idea of making all of them being such big actors and big names yeah but playing their roles you know being willing to play the role that they're willing to play and not be i don't know i didn't feel like anybody was bigger than the other it felt like everybody was on an equal playing field it kind of felt yeah. like i did with eternals but in a good in a, a better way where i was dropped <laughs> yeah. in the middle of a party and it was kind of like, okay, yes. like I'm, 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 I gotta figure, I gotta figure out who's what and what's where with the little information that I have. Right. I, was, I was kind of, I was okay with. I didn't need full backstories on who's had families and all this yeah, other I, shit like that. Like I was, I was kind of okay. Yeah, I, I will say, on that same like line, like Dave Batista was he kind of good. like he is. I think he's gonna be like a sneaky, sneaky good actor moving forward i know that everybody's yeah. like oh man he's leaving drax there's a part of me it's like kind of i'm glad to. he is that he's it's time that yeah. he's gonna be able to go do other stuff because that trailer for this like m night Shyamalan movie called knock yep. on the cabin yeah, that yep. was fucking awesome and he's a crazy. big role of that and i've even yes. seen some inter- like interviews with um m night that he's like no dave dave batista is uh, like he's phenomenal. Yeah, he's like great. he is yeah. really good. Okay, Rock no, you, versus you... John Cena versus Batista. Who's the best wrestler? Oh. Best wrestler turned actor. That's a that's a bonus episode. If I yeah, heard that's one. a bonus. That a... I Marcus, mm-hmm. I'm glad you brought that up. That mm-hmm. is a bonus episode. And you know what I think? Like, I think oof. each one of us should take one. Oh God! And I think oh, we man. should. I think it is a we we do it in a trial format, and it goes. <sighs> we are going to have to come with defenses, and we need evidence. some. We need a fourth party yeah. because that it's impossible for. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. We're I doing mean, that. Oh my gosh! I, <laughs> That's actually I, hard. We, like I'm, I'm. Yes, we should do it. And yeah. I'm like, oh, John That's Cena. Hard. I hope you're in more movies soon, because like, man, between Bautista. Yeah, and Dwayne Johnson, he's a clear not. But he had Peacemaker kind of though. He had Peacemaker, and yeah, Peacemaker was him. a solid prestige yeah, yeah. TV drama, yeah. which is something I never thought I would say. Go back <laughs> all the way to one of our news episodes where I was like, "Do we really need this?" Here yeah. I am calling yeah. it a prestige it was TV great. drama. It was a great yeah. TV show. Who Thank am God. I? Uh, uh, yeah, we're I. 
we're gonna have to play with that because I'm All very right. excited. To Sign up for the you. Patreon. Sign up for, for a high school debate episode of who's the Tier best two. wrestler. Sign up for the second heat and get access to the bonus episodes yeah, because that one's coming because it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> it's gonna be crazy. Um, the last thing I wanted to touch on quickly is the presence of Beatles metaphors, like the band the Beatles in this. Um, oh, so one thing that I've kind of been playing with is that there's a there's two like relatively big ways that the Beatles kind of like get into this movie. The first is Edward Norton's playing Blackbird on the song, like on the beach. Right. And he says, like, I think he even says, like, yeah, and this is the guitar John Lennon wrote it on. Like, it's, right. like, yeah. it's a really big deal. But apparently, like, even the title is a little bit of like a nod to the Beatles because there's a song that came out in 1968 where John Lennon puts through a I think it's even called the song is called Glass Onion. I got to figure I got to look that up. But he even says, like, everybody is looking through um, looks at things through a glass onion, which is supposed to be this idea of um, like don't examine our lyrics too closely. Like they're not, there's not more there right. than you think there is. Um, there's even pieces where it's like, here's another clue for you all. The walrus was Paul or fixing a hole in the ocean, just trying to dub, make a dovetail joint. Like it's, it's one of those moments of like, you shouldn't look at this any more closely. The other thing is, is that a glass onion is British slang for a monocle, which is a single oh. magnifying glass often associated with stereotypical investigators. So there are like <sighs> subtle nods with this idea of like a glass onion isn't anything more than you should be. Don't try to yep. examine it. And what's the quote quote from Benoit at the end? It's it's just dumb. And even Kay Hudson <laughs> goes, it's brilliant. No, he goes, no, it's just stupid. Like this no, is just stupid. Dumb. This is no, just, just dumb. And, and I felt like that. Yeah. Oh, God, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, and then you add in the whole thing of like, it's British slang for a monocle that's associated with an investigator. That's what Benoit Blanc that's was. That's like, there yep. are so many like subtle, like, like nods to this. So, okay. So I got to watch wow. this movie again. It took yeah, a whole I guess review, so, right? But I guess I watched this movie again. I was wondering if I, if I would, and I, and I, and I will. I don't know. I just, I really like that revelation. revelation. Yeah. It's not brilliant. It's just dumb. People can use big ass words and use big ass, you know what I mean? They can have all these resources and money and sometimes people yeah. have degrees behind them. They got all these letters behind their name, but sometimes they just dumb. Yeah. You know what I mean? And sometimes, yeah. they, you know, they, it's just, sometimes it's just, it's simpler than what we think it is. Even in life, it has nothing. To yes. Do with sometimes. sometimes life is just it is so it much is. more simpler than that. Yeah, well, and I also feel like, and in some of the interviews Ryan Johnson did, uh, you know, he was talking about like he he was writing this in the spring of 2020, and he's like, "Where do I want to be? Like, I want to be on a Greek island," and like just kind of talking about it that way. And I feel like, I feel like movies and TV too were like going through this wave of like just having things be not procedural, but like having things be like, I know what this is going to be because like we've had so much uncertainty over the past three years yeah. that glass onion almost feels like this thing of like, look, you know what it is, even if you can't really realize what you're looking at, mm. but you're looking at it directly and it's exactly what it is. And that's yeah. kind of what this movie does in a sense. And I feel like we're going to have vibes of this for the next year or two, because people had two, three years of uncertainty of not knowing what was going to happen. So having media that's like, here's the thing, like just be entertained. There's no uncertainty here. I feel yeah. like glass onion touches on that. For sure. That's a great point, Brian. 
Um, anything else that you all like to mention about this particular movie? Nobody got an update from that Georgia and TCU game if anybody wants it. Uh, yeah, lay it on me, man. <laughs> Goddamn blowout. Georgia 52 to 7. Yeah, oh I kind God. of figured oh my God. it would be it's bad. one-sided. Oh, oof, okay. Yeah. I was oh, rooting well. for the underdog, but the underdog just got their ass buried. Yeah. Yeah. Yeesh. Okay. Yeah. Um oof. Like I like that. Yeah, that that's what I, said, that's sometimes you hear those scores and you're like, it's oh, tough. They said like, 40, they had 45 plays and made 45 points. Like that's oh, that's wow. yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's I'm not a sports analyst, but that uh that's that's bad news, not everybody. Good. That's bad that's news. not great. Um, I, uh, ESPN, you can get my information from the podcast. Yeah, but yeah. have us call a game. I mean the ant man the new ant man trailer was dropping, so apparently that might be the most exciting thing that happens during that game. Oh, so, yeah. well, at least we'll have to watch that. Um yeah. would you all recommend this movie? Like yeah. if a friend said, like, hey. You know, you're in a bar, you're hanging out, or you're having dinner, you're, you're meeting somebody, and he goes like, oh, have you seen Glass Onion yet? Uh, and you say, like, well, have you seen it? Like, no, should I watch it? What would you say? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Now, yeah do I, I need a reason? I mean, I just... No, you don't need to. No, yeah. you don't need to. I don't like, know. I, I, just, just... I just feel like if you ask me, can I watch if can I watch it on an app that I, you know, presume that everybody has yeah. or a lot of people have, it's easily accessible, don't have to go to a movie theater, and I'm looking for something that can, like, entertain me and pass the time i will warn them that you do have to pay a little bit more attention because yeah. i was kind of like trying to yes. be on my phone and that <laughs> oh, wasn't no. working and i had to rewind several times a couple times to like get some points i missed so i would say yes as long as you kind of give it the attention it needs got it oh okay. yeah man this was this was our uh, christmas eve eve entertainment after we got a bunch of gifts wrapped and i was like i'm tired and tomorrow's gonna be a whole day of christmas eve i'm gonna have a bourbon and and watch a mystery so that it, that fit the bill that's a good that's vibe. perfect yeah we did this after we got back from traveling and we just didn't want to think about anything yep and so we threw this on it's like we're not going to do anything we're not going to go anywhere let's yep. watch this and that's exactly what we did so yeah yep. this is absolutely fun it's just it's got enough to keep you hooked and keep you entertained and kind of keep you wondering um but not so much that some mysteries are where there's a turn and there's a big twist every 20 minutes so oh, i thought it was it was really well done yeah this so. isn't like gone girl where Ew, it's just no, like no, no, no. just oh, hairpin turn after oh, hairpin man. turn which gone i feel girl. like we'll have to watch as a pod at some point oh no but... please i can't <laughs> that's a hard movie for me to watch i just oh, okay wait okay. is that the one with the guy who takes the little girl no, that's uh, um, that's what is that one? That's it's uh, Ben Affleck. Uh, is no, that's accused. Uh, no, hang on here. Let me get What's the, the one. Let me get the lovely bones. The lovely, oh, okay. lovely bones. I'm thinking of lovely bones. Oh, it, that, this is not yeah. that. Oh, oh, um, it's okay. Rosemary Pike and yep. Ben Affleck, Rose, and Ben Rose. Affleck is accused of like murdering his wife, but mm. she's alive. No, oh. that is not like spoiler away. No, that is not a spoiler. Like that's that's how wild this movie goes. Yeah, but there you have it. Um, <laughs> gentlemen, anything else about uh, Knives Out or Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery? Before Isn't we there an, it on? there's another movie coming out, right, with Gal Gadot, and there's some on a cruise ship. Is that part of Knives Out too? Or am I? Uh, I think that that was a movie called. Isn't that uh? Like that's death on the Nile. Death on the Nile. Is that not say, the same? Isn't thing? that river cruise? And that's a combination of Jungle Cruise and a bridge <laughs> over the River Kwai. I think. Oh, but yeah. A movie wow. I made up. 
Um, <laughs> Brian's right. Butterscotch. So yeah, Death, Death on the Nile is like one of the classic, uh, like Agatha Christie stories. So like in the vein of like Murder on the Orient Express. Okay. Um, it's on Hulu. You can watch it right now. I might watch that. Okay. Oh. See, I thought that that was like a a part of this um, at the series, but it's not. That I mean, I think Ryan Johnson would take that as the ultimate compliment because that's exactly what he's. I mean, that's uh, exactly what these yeah. movies are. They're modern day like okay. classic okay. mystery thrillers. Can okay. we get a graphic? for when anyone is pulling a butterscotch soda that we can click a button that it just flashes up on screen like <laughs> like, yeah. like and, and we can just pull it out on everybody yeah what was yeah. it riverboat cruise river river cruise it was river it was river cruise oh, river cruise it's not right it i love sure. it um before we get to plugs, so thank you for uh, discussing yeah. that. It's available on Netflix. Um, so go and check out Glass Onion. I did want to take a minute for us to update everybody on the Patreon changes that we made because um, we wanted to make some changes to make things a little bit more accessible. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, the live stream is now going to be entirely free. Um, so if you enjoyed this, you're going to enjoy it more. It's going to be available on our social media pages. So uh, check us out there. Um, but there's also some other things as far as the Patreon tiers that have changed a little bit that we wanted to update you on. Um, just so that way, if you were feeling like you wanted to join, this is the year that you finally become from a listener to a supporter, how you can do that. So I'll cover the first one and then I'll turn it over to one of my esteemed colleagues and friends to cover the next one. Um, but the first tier is for $5 you get a straight up like producing credit, right? Like you are, we are going to get your opinion. This movie was actually picked by our Patreon folks. We weren't sure what to watch because there's not a ton out in theaters at the moment. So we were like, hey, yeah. we want to open with a movie. Which one should we do? It came down between Glass Onion and Bullet Train, which was another movie we all three of us saw. And so we kind of pitched it to you all like, hey, check this out. What should we do? And we ended mm -hmm. up doing it. And we're going to do more of that this season of, hey, patty family what should we watch or hey what segment we're thinking about doing a different segment what are some things you want to hear from us do you want us to hear a list do should we yep. do a breakdown like our top five or something like let us know what you want to see so we're going to be doing more of that and that first tier gets you access to really give your input and be a producer of a podcast which is not a lot of things people can say which is really mm. cool so put that on your resume absolutely do mm. it and yeah, we'll give you the job. We'll give you the power words that you'll need to build out the bullet points for your resume. Oh, so that's yes. what we're going to do. Yes. Um, uh, Brian or Marcus, do you guys want to cover like the second tier? Yeah, you get uh, access to the second tier. You get I didn't know. We just always have no, that awkward yeah, moment. Yeah, but you always get uh, for the second tier. You get access to video backlog. Um, so in, and you get one bonus episode per month. So in addition to getting a producer credit. You get to help us pick the content of the show. You also then get to be, you know, get access to the video backlog. Everything that we've done so far, um, everything that you see now, you will have full access to that. Um, and then you get one bonus episode per month. So every month we will record a bonus episode that will be exclusively available to our Patreon members. And honestly, we never know what, you know, you never know what we're going to talk about. We never Very know how true. that's going to go, but we do know that our bonus episodes are going to be so much fun and you're definitely going to want to be a part of that conversation. So that is that second heat. You know, if you want to be a, you know, be a producer, get some bonus content on, you know, you ain't get enough of films yeah. on black and white every Wednesday. You watch us on Monday and then you're going to get on Wednesday. Then that's the tier you need to be in. A hundred percent. Absolutely. Brian? 
All right. It's it's the third heat. It's it's the it's the final tier. This is our $20 a month package and I can't tell you how great it's going to be because this exclusively has an ask us anything feature. What does that mean exactly? For 20 bucks a month, you can send us in a question that we will answer on this podcast. It can yeah. be ask us anything. You want to ask us like, "Hey, who, who's going to win in a fight, Wolverine or Hulk? We're going to get into it. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, you know, what's the better movie, Star Wars or, uh, you know, Raging Bull? We'll get into it. We'll, we'll talk about it. Uh, whatever whatever is on your mind, you could even, we could even, it's ask us anything. It, your, your creativity and imagination is the limit. So that $20 a month, it gets you everything Doug and Marcus has talked about. Plus, ask us anything. This can be insights into current films, predictions, or maybe what, you know, why Why does Doug like Whoppers? We may never know, but you can ask that as part of this. <laughs> we, don't we, don't want, we don't want to answer that question. But Marcus and I don't $20. want to know, but you yeah. can ask. Yeah, you, you can, can make ask. Marcus and I feel comfortable. Yeah, why does Doug There's no better the feeling than when you suck no. on a Whopper no. and it dissolves in your no. mouth. No. See, <laughs> you can ask him why he no, likes that. that. Yeah, and Marcus and I have to suffer through it yeah. and like make, I, we're going to try not to like be grossed out. But you'll, but that's again, if you pay the $20, you get access to all the video episodes. So you can watch that in the comfort of your own home. Who designed a Whopper? That's disgusting. Somebody's smart. Somebody's smart, I bet you. <laughs> Somebody that was just like, you know, you know, chocolate. Yeah. What if it just didn't taste right? Like, yeah. what if it just didn't taste right at the end of it? And like, what yeah, if it was off just a little bit? Just a little, just a little to bother you, but not, but not was, bother you enough. It was a meeting, and yeah. people are like, "Hey, we need something that someone like that weird kid that we can just he can put in his mouth, and he's not quite chewing on it." He's not letting it melt. He's kind of just sucking it. He's just sucking it. Like, is there, could we do something like that? And there was some guy that was like, boy, do I have a candy for you? It's so weird because mall balls are ashy. How does candy get ashy? Right? I know. I agree. It's like anti-spicy Cheetos. It's like anti-flaming hot Cheetos. I still have not had a flaming hot Cheeto. Yeah, that twenty dollars. Okay, you need Listen, to fix that Whatever tier, yeah, like join whatever tier. That's a bonus episode. Doug the, breaks down foods that he has not eaten. Yeah, no, we we're, we're gonna make Doug eat foods that he knows he should have eaten by now, but yet he yes. I also yes. didn't want to say this earlier, but I've never seen the Italian job, so I that, also wanted. What to is touch wrong? On that too. What is going on? <laughs> I don't know. It's just I you run the movie podcast and you haven't seen the Italian job. I didn't say even the like the the remake, the original, any of it. You didn't see uh, any. Right, of it? I have not seen either one of. These oh my movies. gosh, okay. that is ridiculous. We, uh, that might be a bonus episode too. I don't this know. Is, we, we're gonna grill Doug about the Italian job. Season four is not gonna go very long because we're gonna start to. <laughs> I'm gonna start giving out revelations <laughs> that I've never given out before. Like <sighs> that, some of you are gonna be actively disappointed. Like we might lose a <laughs> co-host. Like it might happen. So. <laughs> yeah, I just can't believe this is no, how you start no, no. season four. Do you know four. how many Marvel movies we have this year? That can't happen. No, no, it's, no, no. it true. can't happen. No. Not at all. We got Ant Man coming up next month. Yeah, it's true. Um, so to really just to recap real quick, the tiers tier one, <laughs> you get yourself a producing credit for five bucks. 
10 bucks a month, you get yourself access to the producing credit, video episodes, as well as some uh, a bonus episode every every month. And then that last one is everything I just mentioned and a ask, access to the access. And it ask us anything. Currently, the only person paying for that third tier is my mother. So unless you want me to answer questions that my mother submitted, please join the third tier. What would um, you say? I that? love my mom. She's great. But um Nobody, she, yeah, Why we're just, we're just going to leave it. Um, Listen, $20 can seem like a lot, we know. And $10 can seem like a lot. $5 could even be a lot to some. But if you have the extra income, you can make it stretch. You want to support an independent podcast, then some help support us. Because, you know, we've, we've been doing, not going to lie to y'all, we've been doing a good job up to this point without much yeah. support. But imagine what we can do when we take that support to just beyond Doug's mom. And yeah. so my mom isn't even a regular paying member. So I guess I need to shut the fuck up and call my mom and tell her to pay $20. <laughs> it's hilarious. So um, like, all I'm saying five bucks a month, that's like, a, that's like a Starbucks coffee. Yeah, for Don't sure. Don't go to Starbucks. Give us $5 a month. We're going to give lucky you Roman's not here. Four episodes. We're going to give you four episodes, yeah, eight, eight, six to eight hours of content. Otherwise, you're getting a cup of coffee. Roman Myers know. technically gives us forty dollars. <laughs> technically, <laughs> he gives us a lot more than that. Um, <laughs> he gives us a lot. Gentlemen, anything else that you all would like to plug besides uh, this podcast and the Patreon? Anything that you all have to plug? Hey, folks, go check out thelovenerds.com. T h e l o v e n e r d s dot com. There's designs there if you want to make shirts. There's recipes, other lifestyle blog posts. My wife runs the website. Go check it out. Lovenerds.com. Absolutely. Yeah, I know what it is. Follow the mantra. Never offended. Always humble. Hit the link in my bio. Follow me on all socials. Marcus J. Destin, along with, if you follow me on socials, you'll definitely follow Films of Black and White and everything else that I do on socials. So um, follow us on socials. Follow me on socials. Hit the link in the bio. Buy yourself some mantra gear. I am wearing some mantra gear. This cap comes from the website. And like then this hat. sweatshirt also comes from the yeah. website too as well. And so there's a lot more things. You can get cups, mugs, pillows, bears, teddy bears. Valentine's Day is coming up. Buy your significant other a teddy bear with some Noah shit on it. And we'll have some exclusive Valentine's Day Noah gear coming out. Very, oh, very soon. Uh, and so um you might want to keep your eyes peeled but until then follow the mantra never offended always humble i really like that bucket hat that bucket okay. hat's yeah. worth that. no, that's cool that's where it's at um i just want to plug our tiktok if anything to be honest yeah. with you um, we're doing a lot of fun stuff over there, um, doing some breakdowns, some more comic book breakdowns. So if you liked what I talked about today during this segment, you're going to love it over there. Well, I um, didn't, but I, I liked the content. I didn't like that cap wasn't worthy. Sorry. I messed up. No, you're yeah. fine. That messed, that's, that, that, I knew that was going to get you. So it um, bothers me, but check it over there we'll post clips of the show as well as just like other things like if you notice that daredevil sounds like a robot in the spider-man show from the 90s you'll post that type of stuff so there's all <laughs> sorts of cool stuff over there so check out our tiktok <laughs> but gentlemen we have a three-step process to success and it's important during this time that we can stay committed to every single step and every single key so brian please if you would give us the first key to success Hey, folks, first key to success is read a book. Everybody's talking about resolutions and like, you know, there's like I feel like this year more than others, like the weight loss stuff is coming like like just really hard. And like Ugh. that stuff's garbage. Um, don't do that. Instead, make a goal to read a book. Just 
yeah read a book uh marcus is holding the art of war which i don't know if that's a message yeah. anyway wanna, learn how to crush your enemies a book uh actually the art of war is a very short read you can you can polish that off in like uh like two three hours so if you're trying to just like get one book down uh, Sun Tzu, he had some very specific things. Uh, Mark is also, hold, also holding the help. He's anyway, pulling, he's pulling read a lot a of books from his shelf. So yes, yeah. read read a book. Read a book. Yes. yes. Um, <laughs> yep, there you go. Uh, we also have a second step to success. Marcus, care to give us the second step? Drink some water. You know, when you read that book, you like to lick your fingers to turn the page. Then you get dehydrated. So you just got to drink some water. You know what I mean? got to treat yourself to some Fiji. Treat yourself to some, you know, you need real water. Cut the Mio for a second and cut the damn yeah. crystal light and just drink yeah. straight yeah. water. Yeah. Get a filter, something, but you just need to drink some straight water. And I think that that'll benefit you a lot, especially I know it's the wintertime. I know it's cold, but that water is still refreshing even in the wintertime. It's so. it's absolutely refreshing yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah well we also have a third key to success and that ladies and gentlemen wash your ass you gotta you got to like don't don't bring we said this at the end of our last season don't bring 2022 with you into 2023 don't do that. there's still time to wash out your ass and start the year fresh and start building some good habits of you know every day you know, living your life with a clean ass and that's important. So make sure you get up in it with some, a rag and some soap. Also wash your legs, just wash the parts. And if you're making assumptions about which parts of your body are clean or not, you're making some mistakes. So stop making assumptions. Be certain that that portion of your body is clean by, by washing it. So, uh, not just the ass, but the, the, but the whole thing. So, yeah. Uh, that does it for this week's episode of Films in Black and White. I'll be back next week with a news episode, which we're very excited for. Um, but in the meantime and in the between time, stay safe, stay healthy. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. We'll catch y'all next week. Me, 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 me,